Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. All right, here we go. This episode of Idleman Unplugged. I'm excited to have Todd and Kelly on. Is it Hundel? I wonder if Hudnall. I pronounce that. Hudnell. Yeah, okay, Hudnall. pronounce that right. We're going to talk about their book, uh, Holy Rebel, which uh, I've been really blessed by it and encouraged by it, you guys. Um, it gave me some great sermon ideas about revival. I think they can find it on Amazon, on Audible. Um, and as always, I always say this about every book. I'm actually have Sam Storm on next. And I'll say the same thing that I don't always agree with every single point of theology that people uh, say in their books. They don't agree with mine. And that's why there's grace in the non-essentials because sometimes I'll recommend a book and they say, they said this on page 182. Like, wow, I don't, I don't really necessarily agree with that, you know? Um, but anyway, it's good to have you guys, Kelly and Todd. Uh, you're coming in from Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs, Colorado Springs. Okay. Where a good friend of mine, Randy is located. And, uh, I think you rent, met Randy already, uh, Todd, probably. We have. Think. Randy okay. and I actually had lunch together. So we, yeah, he was time. one of the founding, uh, founding members of the church. Basically me, him Terrific and another guy. pastor started it and, and God really grew up, but that's a whole nother podcast. So I, I do want to get into this book, but people will see what, if they order it, read it, that you guys are co-leading. Uh, with, and actually says co-pastoring. And I've done podcasts on this topic. Uh, and this would be, you know, a debate for a whole nother topic because, or a whole nother podcast. Cause there's, there's obviously two sides. You know, you got the extreme side where, where I've seen a lot of damage done to women, you know, that, mm-hmm. that trying to just, I mean, can't even speak in church, can't even prophesy when yeah. the word's clear that they're to prophesy. Sons and daughters will prophesy. And, and it's, it's really, I think given the church a bad name, uh, but then there are other sides where I, I don't know if they do respect, uh, not in your case, I'm saying, just saying the other extreme. I think you guys are more in the balance middle, but where it's just, um, you know, women pastoring, usurping the authority of the man, you know, this is kind of my church, my calling. And then the men submit underneath their leadership. It's kind of real unhealthy. And so what you guys do though, is you co-lead the church, co-pastor the church is a term you use. And we've talked about it. We don't use that term just, just so our listeners know, because, uh, we, we see the elder qualifications, but, Kelly, as my wife, are operating in leadership roles. And so you, you look as a family, you're the, you're the lead, you're the spiritual covering, you're the, you're the technically the lead pastor of your home. And Kelly and the family submits underneath that. So looks like everything's in order. It's just the, 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 the type of word, what we think of when we use that word pastor. So I don't know if you want to chime in. I just want our listeners to know that, um, you know, that that's my stance and we we can agree and disagree we can agree to disagree on non-essentials people like oh yes it's essential it's important well you guys are doing incredible things you guys are in order kelly's heart i mean prophetic and your your ministry and i just love what you guys are doing and i think we can disagree on like okay we we probably wouldn't use that title but um you guys chose to use that and that's where we're at on that if that makes sense i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that but yeah, I know my I, listeners. I think the extremes is what uh, I think what, where we get into trouble, where people exactly. are so extreme about it. Women can't use their gifts that we're going to silence half of the body of Christ. Right. And uh, I think that's very out of order as well. Yeah, and I think I it, it really is Satan's opportunity uh, to muzzle 
a half of the body of Christ. Right. It could be. Hold them I mean, back you think from using of how their much, gifts and abilities. How much women contribute to your church? I'm like, oh, our yeah. prayer meetings, our worship services, our worship. I mean, it's just there's so much there. And so I think we get caught in the terminology because mm-hmm. pastor means leading and Kelly's leading. My wife's leading. We just choose to not use the term pastor because of the 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 how it's defined in the Greek and what the the, the call of the male eldership. And so but then you get into the minutia and, and the different things. And so I just want to just put it out there. That's why we have yeah. different views on this. But the there's a lot bigger problems in the church today than uh, defining exactly what that means. And that's why I like this book, Holy Rebel. Um, I don't know. I mean, like when I write a book, I'm curious, what prompted you to write it? Like that, it, for people, I don't know if they realize, but to sit down and write a book, especially together. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's a little bit. My mom used to edit my, uh, my books before she passed away and we would, you know, it, it's in love, of course, but it's like, Son, you need to get right to the point. People don't want to know about this, but I think they need to know about this. And, and so what, what set you guys down as a couple to write a book that I think is, is full of what I would call holy fire. You know, like I'm motivated. I'm motivated. Um, the, the, the analogies, uh, the, the prophetic type of, of, of scriptures that used for today. It's like, yeah, the church can wake up. So for me, it's encouraging. It's like there's others out there in Colorado. Florida, yes. Texas that are actually, you know, um, on fire for God too. So anyway, I'll turn it over to you guys on that, on that point of what, what caused you to, to write a book like this. Well, really the prompting came originally with Kelly. So you want to share how Absolutely. God spoke to you to get mm-hmm. things going? Mm-hmm. Um, about four or five years ago, I was in the prayer closet. And I was just crying out to God, primarily for this generation of youth, teens, children, young adults. And, um, you know, in our home, our kids have grown up with the Word of God as their highest priority. Yes. Uh, the family altar has always been an extremely important part of our, our lives, daily life, not hit or miss. Um, but our kids have grown up firmly rooted and grounded in the truth. And they are now uh, 18 and 16. Okay. Uh, but about four or five years ago, I'm in the prayer closet and I come under this incredible supernatural burden for this generation of youth. And I am, am praying, I'm crying out, interceding on behalf of, of the masses of, of young people that have grown up under the doctrines of devils yep, and absolutely. have had this demonic agenda from hell forced upon them from the time they're, 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 they begin to speak in elementary, preschool. I mean, they have just been indoctrinated with lies. And so we see a generation that is just enslaved by by demonic doctrine, by the agenda of hell. And so I'm crying out to God. And I mean, I am weeping. I am wailing. I am I am I am going through travailing in the spirit. If if you're if you're familiar with that term. Yeah, it's like a call to uh, it's a call to anguish. You know, like yes. David, David Wilkerson was talking about, and, and yes. people don't understand it, but when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to pray like that, you're, it, oh. it's not the, the prayer rules are out the door because there's a, That's you right. can't stop weeping. There's this, you're yeah. filling the yeah. heart of God. You're filling yes. the heart of God and, and you're birthing Intense. really something. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It was so intense and, and I'm, I'm praying and crying out and the spirit of God just dropped this in my spirit. And he said, you, because I said, Lord, what do we do? What do we do for these kids that aren't growing up like ours? And, and I'll, I'll, this changed my life. It changed our life. It changed our church forever. And I heard him say, you pray for a holy rebellion to rise up in the Mm. hearts of this generation Mm -hmm. of youth and kids and young adults. And I believe, you know, even, even beyond the youth generation, the younger generation, but, but praying specifically for them. And I was kind of stunned by it. And I, I just waited and it was like, he gave me a spiritual download and, and said, pray for a holy rebellion that the more that the enemy tries to cram its hellish agenda down their throats, that there will be a rebellion, that they will a holy rebellion, that they will rebel against hell's agenda with righteousness, holiness, and truth. And uh, that's it in a nutshell, but that just birthed something in me. And then I shared it with Todd and it resonated with him. And we just began on this journey Uh, of a holy rebellion. And the Lord took me back to Luke 22, verse 37. And in the NLT, because I like to look at the scripture in all these, in all, in multiple different translations. Yeah, me too. And in all facets of it. Yeah. And in the NLT, it says that Jesus was counted among the rebels. Mm -hmm. And it just clicked with me. Jesus was the first holy rebellion, holy rebel, because he would not comply with hell's agenda. He rebelled against Mm -hmm. hell's agenda and he did it to set us free. And that's that's what we're called to do. And listening to you, I mean, it's this, this has to happen because you can't capitulate mm-hmm. to what the government and the schools. Right. And I mean, the, the, we're speaking volumes by our silence. I mean, I'm yeah, sure you right. get frustrated just like I do. I'm in Los Angeles County and the silent mm-hmm. churches is, it's amazing. Yeah. Like they, they don't want oh, to the lose. The silence is deafening. They don't want to lose members. They don't want to lose, um, yeah. you know, yeah. nickels and noses, they say. And a lot of the bigger ministries too. Of course, I won't name them here. I've named them elsewhere, but it's like, what planet are they on? They never address, they never address the core issues that are going on. But that's, and that's why I had one of the questions, Kelly, and you walked me right into on the Holy Rebel. Um, you know, we normally, if you look up that word, I believe in the dictionary, it's rebelling against the government, but we are rebelling against, uh, principalities. Yeah. The, the rulers of darkness. And yes. if you're not, if you're not rebelling, you're welcoming. So that's, that's right. why, mm-hmm. you know, that's why the term I really like. And then you have chapter two, the clash of kingdoms where darkness is, you know, and light it, it's, 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 so would you say this is more for any, I mean, obviously any age, but you wrote it for uh young adults or I, kind of I, next I, generation. It began from, it began with a prayer for the younger, younger generation. Yes. But, um, you know, that's where it was birthed, but I believe it's a message for, for everyone specifically right now for the church in America, because silence is compliance. 
Yep. And when we're silent and do nothing, we are complying with the agenda of hell. And therefore, we are contributing to the darkness that we are watching come in to engulf and enslave Absolutely. our nation. And what God calls people to, like yourself, like me, is when these go out, people are encouraged. Like, thank you. Somebody's saying something. Thank mm-hmm. you. Somebody's speaking up. So not only yes. are we writing just to educate, but I believe c- courage is contagious. Yes. And, you know, um, I'm excited to share this with my, my, we have five kids, um, and share this podcast with, with them as well and encourage them because I feel for, for the next generation now, don't you? I mean, what they're growing up oh, in with, yes. with the internet. And, uh, I mean, we see where everything's going, um, with cryptocurrency and, and just our, I mean, what, what our current administration is trying to just reverse. I mean, it's almost like every evil agenda from abortion to, LGBTQ issues to our, our borders to uh, America's sovereignty. I mean, you you go down the list and it's just about every conceivable thing that would be biblical trying to draw yes. us away from that. You know, and I think that's key, Shane, is biblical. Um, yeah. You know, this isn't about partisan politics. No. This yeah. is about what's biblical. And we've got to stand against evil. Yes. And it's Absolutely. amazing to me the number of pastors and church leaders. And I love them. I love pastors. I've been a pastor my whole adult life. But it is very discouraging to me to see the unwillingness to stand against the darkness. And yeah. when uh I've met with pastors, we were in a group of pastors recently. And as they're talking... You can tell some of them are just doing everything they can to, to not it. have to confront the issues. Yep. And they'll say things like, well, we're just called to preach the gospel. But the gospel uh, is yeah. a gospel of teaching people to be disciples, to understand what a biblical worldview is and live according to the Bible, not just some prayer of repentance at some point right. in your life. And I think that's a major problem. But what I found in this meeting, there were a few guys from blue states and one guy of one of our the largest churches there. I mean, uh over yeah. 10,000 people. And he said, I can't do that any longer. He said, they're trying to shut me out. They're trying to shut me down. The LGBTQ agenda is coming after me and it, I've got to do something. I can't just let them shut down my ministry. Wow. So it's reached that point to where people have got to wake up and say, wow. we've got to stand for biblical truth. We can't just capitulate to evil. Cause I tell that guy, why not go into a season of prayer and fasting like God fight your battle? I mean, <laughs> you got to give into like give into this agenda. That's the whole whole point of why they're they're succeeding is we're we're giving into that. And you made a great point. Mm. I just preached the gospel. I hear that too, of course, in L.A. Yeah. But then the gospel, you turn your life over to Christ. You repent. Now you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You think you're going to want to make a difference? Right, in the area exactly. of, of abortion, yeah. of what the, I mean, I don't know if you follow what they're doing in California and some of the, the LGBT, uh, Q, I mean, a story, drag queen story hour or oh, videos, yeah. you know, where yeah. kids are watching men dressed up provocatively. And <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm in Sodom and Gomorrah since Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and that's why, and, and Kelly mentioned, uh, in the book too, we're at a point, and I gave my wife this analogy, not this exact analogy, but it's like a mom 
who's trying to get, she's been giving, you know, she's trying to give birth and she just gets too exhausted, too tired. And I feel like a lot of that a lot of times. Yeah. And oh, it's that yeah. doc, the doctor screaming, you've got to push. Now's the time yes. to push. And he referenced the Bible talking about, you know, the, the, the children are ready to give birth. They're ready to give birth, but there's no strength to bring them to fruition. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel we are with our, our nation. But thank God for remnants. I don't, I don't think God's yes. looking for the majority. God plus you is the majority. Mm-hmm. He's looking for that remnant. And I think his, 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 his hand of judgment has been stayed to some degree. And he's a he, man. The remnant is really pushing against this agenda. God sees his yes. people seeking him. They see yeah. him fasting. They see him praying. Yeah. And that's also, I, I noted how important has fasting been in your guys's life? And what does that look like? You know, how, how often, um, you know, I, I get that question a lot too, cause I'm a big, I wrote a couple of books on fasting and how that dramatically changed my life. Yeah. Uh, but just maybe a couple quick thoughts from uh, on those, on that topic from you guys. Cause I think it's so important because when we're feeding King's stomach and we're too tired, the yeah, lethargic to right. pray and f- f- we're either full of the spirit or we're full of, of, of food. And I'm not against eating. Yeah. We have to, but there seems to be such a fullness of always eating and always consuming. And we wonder why we're missing that edge of, of time with mm-hmm. God. And I, I preach mm-hmm. much better on a fasted state. I pray much better in the morning mm-hmm. in a fasted state. So just wondering if you guys incorporate that and do you just mainly do yeah. water only? Do you add a little juice? Not that, that really matters, but I'm just, just curious. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Shane. We, we try to do fasting as a habit of our life. So okay. we try to fast every a day week. a week, every week, but then we have those times of spiritual surges. And I'm seeing more and more churches doing this where you'll have 21 days or 40 days where yeah. the church presses in and you call the whole church to a fast. And uh, one of the things that we have seen is all of the major breakthroughs all of the major breakthroughs at our church have happened mm-hmm. following or during a time of prayer and fasting. It's, it's uncanny. It's absolutely uncanny. If you want to break through in the spirit, if you want to see strongholds pulled down, that's when to fast mm-hmm. and yes. go into these spiritual surges. So what we encourage our people to do is to follow a principle of fasting. And the principle is that you set aside other things that satiate your hunger for God and pursue him instead. Right. And so that's the principle. And then we say, people, do whatever you sense God leading you to do. Now, yep. strictly speaking in the Bible, as you know, Shane, fasting means to cover your mouth and not to to go without food. Right. Nutrients, but yeah. I feel like if we get too strict about that, like saying, well, that just means water only. It yeah. just knocks out a whole bunch of people who would yeah. do it otherwise. So we've done Daniel fast where you're eating only things that come from a seed. We've yeah. done fast where it's just liquid. Uh, and I've seen powerful, powerful results from all of these different kinds of fasting. Because ultimately you're starving the flesh. Um, yes. and as a, as a person who's done water and juice, to me, you have to get your body ready because now mm. we're addicted to, you know, the chemicals in the food, partial hydrogenated oils and sodium nitrates and food coloring and sugar and caffeine. So to tell somebody to yeah. quit all that, they're going to feel like a drug addict withdrawing. <laughs> And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, there are steps and there are stages to, to doing that. But um, the, the, iron, the irony with water for me is it's actually easier after three days, you know, mm-hmm. because once hunger is gone. Yeah. Um, but for most people, yeah, they can't expect that. And God's not saying, OK, you're water only. You're you're much you're you're holier. You know, I'm going to listen right. to you more. Right. Uh, sometimes a Daniel fast is no joke. I mean, it's like. Mm-hmm. 
you just have to eat these certain things and your body's wanting all these other things. So it's just a matter of fighting the flesh. What do you guys mainly do? Water only? We've done everything. Okay. We've done every kind. Yeah. I've, my favorite has become liquid fasting because it seems to keep my energy levels up to be okay. able to have some juice or uh, a lot of times just have a small smoothie in the morning and then, uh, you know, so just keep it really like five, six hundred calories a day. Again, yeah, not that that yeah. matters. I'm just curious what you guys do. Yeah, we we uh, do. That's that's the kind of thing we normally do. For me personally, okay. I keep it under a thousand calories, which maybe sounds extravagant compared to a water fast. But boy, I have seen extraordinary so, breakthroughs. And it's just keeping tough. everything liquid. Yeah, a thousand is tough because you keep uh, grenoline, uh Grenoline, I think, is the name. It's a hunger hormone, and that thousand will keep it, you know, keep hungry. It's, it's, it is tough. I've done that as well. That's really what I wanted to do was talk about, um, what God, you know, how revival is birthed in prayer and fasting. Um, and we've seen it over the course of our nation that prayer and fasting is, um, opens the, the door to God's miraculous. And you put something in here. It's not enough to spend a day and a night in the deep. You know, sometimes you have to go deeper. Mm. I don't remember who that was quoting. It looks like um it was Todd. Yes, yeah, so yeah, true. it was a, it was an encounter with God I had where I was in a dream and uh in this dream and I, you know, Kelly's more of the prophet or the prophetic one. Prophetic uh, but yeah. Periodically God will will give me a dream or a vision and this was one of those that was really outstanding in my life when I look back. Right. But uh it was a, a difficult time and uh Professor I actually had uh, in a doctoral program I was doing was in the dream. And he said, oh. uh, "You, it's because you can't spend a night, day and a night in a deep. And then I come out of it and I hear what sounded like an audible voice. And the voice was because deep calleth out to deep. And I felt like what the Lord was saying is you can't stay shallow. You've got to go deep. And what we were talking about, the kind of prayer of travailing and and going deeper. You know, I know so many people are frustrated because we've been praying and praying. And it seems like things in our nation are getting worse and worse and darker and more legislation that's contrary to our biblical values. But God is saying it's not a day and a night and a deep. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep pressing in. Go even deeper. Spend even more time fasting and praying. Wow. You've got to go deep. That's the only way we're going to get to the real wells of revival and spiritual awakening. Man, that's a sermon clip right there. Because, that's, <laughs> I mean, if you look up, uh, you probably have, but that word uh, seek, when you seek me with all of your heart, that mm-hmm. word seek, uh, bakash, I believe, is everything, everything can wait. But you must find him. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so you know, good. And I give the analogy often of being losing your child in a mall. And mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to go eat lunch. You're not going to run some errands. You're not even going to go use the restroom. Everything else stops. And you seek yeah. Bakash, that child. You seek so that good. child until you find that child. And I think and, all uh, parents have been there at one time or another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's been this, I've had a close call at our fairgrounds and at the... Uh, uh, at, at the LA Zoo, 
I, yeah, we had the same thing at, at a Disneyland SeaWorld. or SeaWorld. It Boy. was SeaWorld. <laughs> Does, doesn't everything change? Oh, man, you're just frantic. you got to yeah. find that kid. It doesn't matter what. That's exactly what, what parallels with this. And uh, But I didn't know if you guys have any other closing thoughts you want to. One of the things that I think uh, is important is toward the end of the book in uh, – I'm unsure. I think it's chapter 11. We begin talking about the comparisons with our time, with the time of Elijah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how the silence, silencing of the prophets happened and how we're being silenced in our days. Biblical values are being shut down. Right. And how Elijah stood and he proclaimed the word of the Lord in the middle of that regard and how it took not just fire from heaven and not just the rain coming from heaven, but ultimately for Israel to turn, they needed a reformation. Yes. And I feel like that's true in our nation. It starts with revival in the church an right. awakening in the nation, but then some structures have got to change. Absolutely. So people have got to get involved in the political process. They've got to get involved in positions of School actually districts. changing some of the yeah. stra- yes absolutely you know we have a uh, we have a school district uh situation here where last time we were able to change three or four different school districts from liberal to conservative by just getting people engaged and involved oh makes a huge difference and so i think if god's putting something on someone's heart they need to listen to that prompting yeah uh, because there's also a re- what i call a retirement mode in our nation it's like my goal is just to get and retire and put my feet up and watch Netflix and even Christians and that engagement that what yes. Kelly was Kelly was talking about earlier on the, that uh, that anguish she was feeling and, and getting out and actually mm-hmm. doing something. Uh, and I think, you know, people need to be prompt. But what, what do you think Reformation yes. would look like? Mainly, mm-hmm. definitely in the political. See, that's what people get confused about. You know, they'll oh your videos back up. Uh, OK, they mm-hmm. say, you know, political. Uh, well, that's not the answer. Oh, no, that's not the answer, but it uh, really right. affects a lot of things. Uh, it does. Yes, it does. Shut down the churches. Uh, you can't voice yes. the truth. I mean, leadership is huge. Leadership matters big time. Just look at what's going on. So I hope people are waking up. I, that argument, uh, doesn't hold as much weight anymore. You know, when they say, right. um, uh, what's that? You know, well, politics doesn't really matter. We're not supposed to be doing that. And the church is, it's, it's almost like, you know, do your separate things. But now I think they're seeing, I mean, everything from it, down to my area, fentanyl coming across the San Diego border. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you saw, you know, the Grammys with the, with that guy who dressed up as Satan. I don't know if you saw any of the mm-hmm. video clips. You know, that's just 60 miles south of where I'm at. Right. Um, but thank God, God is looking at his remnant. He's looking yes. at, at all yes. of us praying and fasting. So what would be, Kelly, you too, what would be some tips we can leave people with? You know, the top, you know, couple, like definitely praying and fasting. But what about those who say, hey, I hear what you're saying, but I don't have that burden. I don't have that anguish. You know, what, what right. would be some good, I mean, you gotta, you gotta ask God for that because it can't be worked up. As you know, right. it's gotta be brought down. Well, something that um, that I shared in the book was uh, we I had listened to Mike Huckabee share a story about taking his 10 year old daughter 
uh, to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum. And he talks about taking her through and he wasn't sure she would quite grasp the reality of it. And he realized when they exited the museum or the exhibits, there was a guest book and you could write your name, your address Mm -hmm. and and a comment. And he watched her, looked over her shoulder and what she wrote in the comment line made him realize she gets it and all she wrote was why didn't somebody do something Mm. and that was several years ago that i heard mike share that story and it changed me forever wow (laughs) and it has haunted me well this is going to really blow your mind uh off to send it to you todd i just gave that example sunday um and i was heard mike talk about that in 2008 at a california renewal project in Los Angeles at the LAX Hilton. Mm. And I went back to my hotel room, cried my sleep, myself to sleep and said, God, if you give wow. me a voice, I will not be quiet. And that was a wow. pivotal changing. That was a change. And I actually tell the story a little bit differently because I don't remember what Mike said, but I thought like as they were driving home, he didn't, he wondered like, was this too much for her? Was she too young? And then she looked at him and said, daddy, why didn't someone do something? But, it, you know, he, she probably wrote it in the book as well, I'm guessing. Um, I haven't heard that before, but, uh, or I misunderstood. <laughs> I was so taken back by, uh, this, 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 but isn't that so true? Are we going to say in this generation, you know, our kids, why didn't, exactly. why didn't somebody do something? At least, mm-hmm. right. at least, uh, Rob McCoy spoke at our church before and, um, hmm. uh, we, I've spoke at his church too. And he said something that was profound too about his wife, you know, when he had to, when he, I don't know if you guys know, but he had to take a pretty, we follow suit, but we were, we weren't in the spotlight as much as he was when we were open. And he was going through some, some serious thing, like potentially being arrested for sure. Right. And his wife was, I'd rather marry, I'd rather marry a man who does this than marry a coward yes. who doesn't do anything. And that really mm-hmm. kind of woke me up too. Cause we were facing yeah. that. Uh, Cause when you're yes. fighting LA County, uh, there's just, you know, it's, it's, it was pretty ugly. And then thank God for at that time, it was William Barr. William Barr wrote a letter to Newsom. I, I heard the letter being read on a conference call with Jack Hibbs and a mm. lot of other pastors. The letter was read and he was basically telling the government, your governor, you will not shut down the churches. Uh, mm. We will fight this. And so that's I, awesome. so I'm I thinking didn't know that. that's why Gov- Newsom backed away. That's why I he didn't, didn't, I didn't cause know he was coming, it was getting ready to come down hard. Um, mm. And, and, and that's why leadership is so profound. Can oh, you imagine? It's so important. Biden now, if it was under Biden, it would, I mean, they could have really done some damage on the churches. So I hope people realize just how important, um, Take getting involved is. And, and Kelly's point was right on the money. Somebody's got to do something. And then here's the thing about that. You're not doing it in your own strength. You're doing what mm-hmm. God's called you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's multiplied by a thousand. Because, you know, God's getting your message out there, our message out there. People are waking up um, and but it gets it gets uh, it gets disheartening, too, from time to time and encouraging each other. I think to Nehemiah, where he said, fight for your families. Yep. (laughs) And I feel like we've got to fight for this next generation. Yes, absolutely. 
we've got to fight for this next generation True. because they can't fight for themselves. We've no. got to do it. We've got to step in. We're going to make a generational difference by standing up, not being silent, pressing in in prayer, wow. saying, okay, this is the battle. We're in a fight. You know, we just were watching again. <laughs> Our family loves the uh movies from Lord of the Rings series. Oh, yeah. But yeah, just yeah. that that is such a yeah. spiritual watching it it just gets grips my soul because it's how it is, isn't it, Shane? Yeah. It's like you yeah. go from one battle to another and this is this constant fight and so many people are just wanting to pull back and give up yes. and the darkness is going to win. But there's those like the king who just says, "No, we've got to do this. We've yes. got to fight for the next generation." I don't know the yes. wording, but I do know it's that spirit, that Amen. tenacious warrior spirit says we're going to fulfill the will of God no matter what it takes. Wow. Wow. I got goosebumps because that is so, so true. And I came to the point, I think you're there, obviously. And I think pastors need to get there where, you know what? I might not retire. I might not have mm. the good life. I might not be comfortable. Right. I might be warring right. every single day of my life yes. until I breathe my yeah. last breath. Once you get that you know, because we want comfort, convenient vacation. Oh, this is too hard. I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep dealing with people. Once you come to the conclusion, you know, I what? felt like that before. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you, Shane? <laughs> oh, man. There are seasons where, I mean, the mountaintops are great, but when you're going through the valleys and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting strikes on YouTube. So I don't know how long that's going to be around. We moved everything to Rumble. Um, and just the negative, um, you know, people coming against us and, and, and it can get, right. it can wear on you. But again, if you strengthen mm -hmm. yourself in the Lord, say, this is what I'm called to do. God, I hope I'm staying humble and broken and pliable and usable. That's so important. God, if so I'm getting important. prideful and arrogant, please show me, God. I want to, yes. And, so and the important. more, and here's what that it was, it was during COVID. Um, cause we, I don't know at your place, but we couldn't please everyone. I mean, you had the mask oh, wearers and the, <laughs> yeah. and the vaccine people and they got upset at me for opening and, and not wearing masks and just, it's like, I felt like I was in the twilight zone, but the more time I spent with God praying, I must, I fasted 45 days out of 90 water during that, that wow. time and, and taking time. The, the deeper I got with God and just laying out a Bible in front of me at three 30 in the morning till seven continually, the bolder I became. Hmm. the bolder I became. Mm -hmm. So you would think, oh, I'm, I'm becoming more loving and gentle. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to disrupt people. I'm just, I'm just, just, I'm just getting more like Jesus. It's more, but the more I got like Jesus, the bolder I became, hmm. the more these things yeah. upset me. And so I think there's a connection there. The silent pulpit is not God's pulpit. And I think a lot of these yes. guys, I, I know a lot of these guys, and I truly believe that they are just not filled mightily with the Holy Spirit. That's mm. the, They're not spending time in the prayer mm. closet. They're not spending time in God's word, fasting mm. and praying. And as a result, they're not full of the spirit. They're full of fear and trying mm -hmm. to keep their, you know, nickels and noses. And I, I can't keep well, look in the book people, of Acts, you know, oh. look in the book of Acts. Whenever they were filled with the spirit, they spoke with boldness. It, it didn't say they were filled with the spirit. So they shut their mouths. It yeah. always was. They were filled with the spirit. So they prophesied. They were filled with the spirit. So they spoke the word of Amen. God with boldness. That was a sign of being Amen. filled with the spirit. Gosh, I can't wait to visit you guys. If I'm out that way sometime. That oh, we'd love it. Incredible. We'd love it. We need incredible. to come and see you as well. Yeah, we're about an hour north of L.A., Los Angeles. 
Um, that would be really good. But anyway, do you want to, I got a, another podcast coming up here. Do you want to close us out in prayer for our nation? Kelly, you too as well, both of you guys just, yeah, I'll let you guys Kelly close in leaders. prayer because I think prayer is, we forget how important prayer is. Prayer moves the hand of God without, without prayer, faith, faith ceases to live. Ian e. Bounds would mm-hmm. say prayer is the heartbeat of our soul. If I'm too busy to pray, I'm too busy. And mm-hmm. this is when we, we, we just ask God, um, it doesn't have to be long. You know, I'm, I'm finding power in my short prayers over the last mm. year. Uh, just God help, you know, help us. And so, um, yeah, if you guys could close us out, I think that'd be so great. Okay. Uh, thank you, Lord. Father, we come before you, you again in the name of Jesus. So grateful and thankful thank you, that you are God and you are in control. Lord, we look to you once again. Mm-hmm. I believe we are in a two Chronicles 20 moment where mm-hmm. it feels like massive armies have joined together to come mm-hmm. against you, to come against your people and to come against the truth mm-hmm. that sets the captives free. And Lord, we look to you in this hour and we ask, Lord, that you would you would indeed stir up a holy rebellion in the hearts of your sons and your daughters, that your sons and daughters will not comply with hell's agenda, but we will rise up with righteousness, holiness and truth and be marked by radical humility in the midst of it all as we rebel against hell's agenda. Pour your spirit out upon your sons and your daughters. Awaken your people. Awaken your church in this hour. In Jesus' name. And Heavenly Father, we do pray that as the church of Jesus Christ, we would seek your face as never before. And we pray, and I pray for every person listening to this podcast right now, that the Holy Spirit would come upon them, that they would be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit so that they would speak the word of God with boldness and authority. And Father, we thank you for Shane. We thank you for his calling, his ministry. We thank you for continued favor and doors of utterance being open for him. And we pray, Father, that this gospel, this gospel of truth, this gospel that stands against evil would penetrate our society and bring about revival and bring about awakening and reformation and even a billion souls harvest around the world in jesus name amen 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 thank you guys so much what a blessing this really encouraged me hope you were encouraged as well and we're we enjoyed it thank you shane we're going to encourage others too and we can maybe hop on and do another one with a different topic that'd be great all right guys thank you so thank much you. i'll, I'll thank close you. out and then todd I'll, I'll let you know uh when everything's ready great terrific okay. thank you mm-hmm. thanks Bless guys If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. 
Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.